Coming up on Transformers University, we are staying in Japan to discuss the 1987 toy line. We'll talk about the differences between Takara's releases and Hasbro's releases. And we'll take a deep look into some of the merchandise available in Japan in 1987, all starting right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, MadMet, TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, TFU News and Views podcast, this podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to episode 108 of Transformers University. And this time around, we're staying in Japan. To talk a little bit about the 1987 toy line and merchandise available in Japan uh, to support uh, the Headmasters uh, cartoon series that uh, we discussed in our previous episode uh, and uh, parallel the line uh, that was released by Hasbro in North America and in Europe. What did come out in 1987? Well, let's talk a bit about that. Uh, so, in Japan, and we'll talk a little bit about the names, uh, the naming differences. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the other, uh, key differences in the lines. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the first, uh, really Japanese exclusive mainline figures, uh, starting in 1987, because that's really where they develop. And we'll begin on the Autobot side. Now the Autobots, uh, first off featured, uh, the Technobots in Japan, uh, known as the Tech Bots. Uh, they were sold individually and in a gift set. Uh, all the names the same as the U.S. versions, with the exception of Computron, which in Japan was known as Computicon. The Throttlebots were all available as well in Japan, with a few name differences. Uh, Searchlight was known as Looklight, Freeway was known as Runway, and Goldbug was known as Goldback. Chase, Wideload, and Rollbar uh, all retained their names in Japan. The Firebots were available in Japan, uh, known in the United States as the Monster Bots, but only two were available at regular retail. A Double Cross, uh, under that name, and Groats, known in the West as Grotusk, were retail releases, while uh, Repug, aka Repugness in the West, was a mail-order-only figure. Moving on from those, let's talk a bit about some of the characters that we did talk about last time uh, in the Headmasters cartoon, because the four Autobot Headmaster Warriors were available in Japan, and they even had a TV commercial. See, now it's important to note here that uh, Chrome Dome gets his own commercial in Japan because Chrome Dome was the leader of the headmasters in Japan. So, uh, being a leader character, he was uh, a bit more important uh, than Brainstorm, Hardhead, and Highbrow. So therefore got his own commercial. Uh, and of course, uh, just like in the United States, Fortress Maximus also got his own commercial. Transformer! Shitsugen. Megazarak. 
我らがヒーローフォートレス・マキシマスヘッドオン強敵メガザラックを倒せトランスフォーマー最大の戦士フォートレス・マキシマス Now while that commercial starts with、uh, a cell for Mega Zarak, the Japanese equivalent of Scorponok,、uh, Fort Max does get his own、uh, cartoon-themed commercial here in, a, in some ways in that、uh, this one features the music from the show, features the head-on、uh, battle cry, and、uh, just like he was released in, in the West, Fort Max was sold in Japan.、Uh, additionally sold in Japan、uh, was the Autobot Double Spy, as it was, he was known in Japan,、uh, that would be Punch,、uh, as well as both Autobot Clones, Fastlane, and Cloudraker, both sold under those names. Now, the most interesting, probably, thing, or one of the most interesting things from the Autobot side of the 1987 Japanese toy line were the Target Masters. ターゲットマスター登場マスター戦士がガンにトランスフォーターゲットオンパワーアップしてベストロンを焼き付けろ奇跡のトランスフォーマーターゲットマスター謎のトランスフォーマープレゼント実施中 So this commercial actually features、uh, the six Autobot target masters rolling into a battle but it's not the six that were sold in Hasbro markets Some of them are the same, but not all of them.、Uh, they did get Sure Shot,、uh, though his target master partner was named Spoil instead of Spoil Sport.、Uh, they did get Point Blank,、uh, but his name was Blanker, and his、uh, partner Peacemaker was now known as Peaceman. Crosshairs was sold in Japan, but his partner,、uh, his name was changed from Pinpointer to Pointech. And Cup, known as Share in Japan, was sold with Recoil. Now, the, the big difference here is that both Blur with Haywire and Hot Rod with Firebolt、uh, were not sold in Japan in 1987.、Uh, so, those two Target Masters not released in Japan, but two other very important and now very famous、uh, Target Master figures were sold in Japan. Those being Art Fire,、uh, which was a retool of. Generation one Inferno、uh, to fit the Target Master.、Uh, he was sold with、um, Nightstick and Stepper. The retool of G1 Jazz in black、uh, was sold with Nebulon. These、uh, characters and figures kind of reached、um, mythic proportions early on in the fandom because they were one, Japanese、uh, rarities, two, they were G1 recolors. Uh, and so、uh, they, were, they were highly sought after. And three, they were target masters, which made them really weirdly unique. Now, of course, today,、uh, Stepper has been since renamed by Hasbro as Ricochet and has been sold、uh, in many, many forms.、Uh, Art Fire has been done in Japan、uh, and updated several times, but not、uh, in the US until just recently, where he was made、uh, a Generation Selects figure, which has、uh, yet to come out. But that wraps up the Target Masters、uh, for the most part. Now, there's a little bit more on the Autobot side. There were the cassette bots,、uh, which were、uh, Blaster and his friends,、um, but not Blaster as you know him. Blaster recolored in blue as、uh, Twincast 
and uh, sold with Steeljaw, which had uh, different color legs, feet, head, and tail from his single version. So the plastic color was a little different on those parts, so he had kind of had a mismatched plastic. Uh, re-released in Japan were Eject Rewind, the regular Steeljaw, and Amhorn, who is the uh, Japanese name of Ramhorn. Additionally, four more cassettes were released in Japan that also kind of reached uh, mythic proportions up until fairly recently, uh, and those would be uh, Graphy, Noise, Dial, and Czar. The combining Autobot cassettes, uh, Graphy and Noise uh, combined to form Decibel, and Dial and Czar uh, combined to form leg out. Now these used to go for uh, a lot of money on the secondary market. They still do, uh, but Hasbro has since uh, reissued these molds uh, in part of uh, their Bumblebee movie uh, lines. And so the demand for these has kind of dropped a bit, but uh, I could tell you how much they went for in 1999 because I watched a friend of mine buy one for about 300 bucks uh, back then. So, uh, if it went for 300, then I, I have no idea what they, and it was boxed. Uh, I have no idea what the, the boxed ones would go for now. Graphy and noise and dial and czar are, uh, some of the more rare and interesting finds from 1987 in Japan. And finally, we wrap this up with the exclusive Japanese combiner for the Autobots. ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。ゲッツ。
Now, those six figures were also available in all white versions. The all white versions are super rare and uh, because they were available as part of a Throttlebot promotional campaign uh, and came free with a purchase of a Throttlebot at select stores, uh, which stores we don't really know at this point in time. But that means you would have had to buy one Throttlebot and uh, at best you would have to have figured out how to get each Throttlebot with each head uh, to match up six to six and not duplicate figures, plus have to do it at specific stores uh, in 1987 in Japan. So those white headmaster heads, the Cybertron Master Warriors, are uh, super rare. Actually, the regular ones aren't uh, terribly easy to come by either. I do have one in my collection, Loafer. So these headmaster heads have received a few updates in recent years. Um, Leone was introduced in Titan's Return as Sawback, uh, which was uh, a head, additional head of uh, Titan Master, I should say, for the figures, as well as a lion vehicle uh, that they were able to do as an homage to the original head that did turn into a lion. We also had Shuffler in that line, which was an elephant uh, with a head uh, that turned into a head for a robot, much like the original Shuffler, which turned into an elephant. Now, we'll talk... Decepticons, the Destrons, in just a moment. But first, give this a listen. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. So, much like the Cybertrons, the Autobot side of things, the Destrons, the Decepticon side of things, uh, had a lot of similarities to the North American Hasbro release line. Uh, the Terratrons, Terracons, as they were known in the United States, um, all had the same names and were available individually and in an abominous gift set. Uh, the Headmaster Decepticons were known as the Crazytrons, and uh, actually the Headmaster Crazytrons, uh, and consisted of Skull, aka Skull Cruncher, Wolf, aka Weird Wolf, and Wipe, aka Mind Wipe. Additionally, Megazarek, as we know him as, as Scorponok, uh, along with Fast Track, was available in Japan. Now, the Target Master Jetrons, which were uh, the Target Master Decepticons in Japan, uh, were available, but only three were available Trigger Happy, Misfire, and Slug Slinger. Cyclonus and Scourge, uh, much like uh, Blur and Hot Rod, were not sold as Target Masters in Japan. The Headmaster Horicons were available under the same name, uh, Ape Face and Snapdragon, as well 
as our favorite Decepticon Ninja Consultant. Transformers toy line in Japan in 1987. About 75 of the figures were released. 
as Autobots and Decepticons in 1987 over three series. And we're going to go deeper into that in a future episode. But I do just want you to know that those toys were released in Japan in 1987. Uh, So there have been references to them made in recent toy lines. And uh, just kind of cool. So if you were ever wondering about collecting Battle Beasts and making them part of your Transformers collection, uh, you, by all means, do so. I know I've, I've done so a little bit. And uh, uh, also means that Beasts go uh, as far back as Headmasters and technically go all further back to 1987. But uh, I will save my uh, Beasts are have always been part of Transformers Diatribe for uh, a News and Views episode in the future, I think. Now, we have some merch to talk about. Uh, we actually have a lot of merch to talk about. Now, I didn't dig too deeply into merch for 1987 because uh, there's not a lot of good resources out there for Japanese weird, like, you know, ephemera merch. Uh, so things like posters or party napkins or, or things like that that we may be able to cover a little easier on the North American side um, just don't have that information out there readily available. Uh, and so, uh, I, I wanted to jump into, uh, mostly toy related stuff as that seems to be what most of you are interested in. So we're going to talk a little bit about candy toys and a few other interesting toy items from 1987. Uh, and we'll start with Kabaya, uh, as we've mentioned in earlier episodes, uh, Kabaya is a company that had a number of series of candy related toys, toys that were sold with a little pack in gum or mints or, or those sorts of things and, uh, had model kits that you could build a transformer toy in a single color of plastic. Uh, we won't go too deep into everything here, but we will break down a little bit of what was available and we'll start with transformers Choco. Now, uh, the Choco line was made up of snap-together model kits. Uh, they were fully transformable and fairly small. The figures were sold all in one color, but uh, there were multiple colors of each figure, including red, blue, yellow, green, and gray. Uh, so many variants to collect on the candy toys if you're trying to go for all of them. For the Headmasters line, they did two series. Series 1 featured uh, the Autobot Headmasters, Brainstorm, Chrome Dome, Hardhead, Highbrow, uh, as well as uh, two Terratrons in uh, Cutthroat and Ripper Snapper, and two Techbots in Lightspeed and Nosecone. In Series 2, we got uh, both Battle Trap and Flywheels, uh, Misfire, Slug Slinger, and uh, Trigger Happy, as well as Blanker, Crosshairs, and Sure Shot. So uh, the, most of the new Target Masters, uh, at least new mold Target Masters, were all in there, along with the Duocons. That takes us to uh, Kabaya's Transformers Gum series for 1987 and for the Headmasters. And to kind of just go back to what uh, the gum figures were, they would be a snap-together model kit with uh, three different colors of plastic inside and then uh, some stickers and, uh, of course, a piece of chewing gum. Now, in wave six of this line is where they enter the Headmasters uh, series and uh, the first part, uh, Wave Six here: uh, Chrome Dome, Highbrow, Brainstorm, and Hardhead, along with uh, uh, Wolf, aka Weird Wolf, and Wipe, aka Mind Wipe, were all available. Uh, now, all of these figures, with the exception of Highbrow and Hardhead, were available uh, in the black, red, and cream-colored plastics 
that were included in the kit, whereas Highbrow and Hardhead, uh, as well as the ones we'll talk about in Wave 7, were available uh, with blue, gray, and white plastic. Uh, and Wave 7 featured Fortress Maximus, Raiden, Megazarek, aka Scorponok, and the Ninja Consultant Sixshot. Additionally, Raiden could be split into his individual vehicle modes. Additionally, Kabaya carried on their Milk Caramel line into Headmasters. Uh, this featured small soft rubber uh, figures, very similar to what would be known in Hasbro markets as decoys. Now, it's in this particular year for Headmasters in 1987, uh, the figures were actually molded onto a base that had a uh, stamp of the character's head uh, underneath, so you could then, you know, dip it into a, onto an ink pad and stamp the character's face around. Uh, these figures were available in red, blue, and yellow. Now, according to TFWiki, they don't know if their listing is complete for this, but uh, they do note that Trigger Happy is missing from both series, uh, whereas the other Decepticon target masters do appear. And in Series 1, we get uh, Abominus, Brainstorm, Chrome Dome, Computicon, Hardhead, Highbrow, Wipe, Skull, and Weird Wolf. Uh, so we get all the hard, all the headmasters as well as the two combiners. Uh, and in Series 2, uh, it would be Blanker, Crosshairs, Fortress Maximus, Megazaric, Misfire, Raiden, Six Shot, the Ninja Consultant, Slug Slinger, and Sure Shot. That takes us to Transformers uh, Ramune, which is uh, a line of toys that came uh, with a Japanese soft drink. And for Headmasters... Uh, there was a range of figures produced, uh, but we don't know much about them. Uh, the TF Wiki, uh, in fact, doesn't have much other than the packaging image for a highbrow figure. Uh, so your guess is as good as mine as to what was in it. Now, the Transform Junior line actually continued on into 1987 and featured single-packed uh, releases for Chrome Dome, Fortress Maximus, and Sound Blaster, and in fact, the uh, the Sound Blaster figure, it does have an entry on tfu.info, and it's pretty neat to look at because that's a hard one to come by. Additionally, uh, there were multiple multi-packs available in 1987, including one that had a Chrome Dome and a Rodimus Convoy uh, non-transforming vinyl figure uh, that we've mentioned uh, elsewhere. It also included a uh, die-cast figure of Metroplex, uh, there was a Raiden gift set in 1987, as well as two packs of the individual characters uh, that formed Raiden, uh, Shoyuki and Seizan together in one pack, uh, Yukikaze and Suiken, who happens to be in his Diaclone colors uh, in another two-pack, and Kayan and Getsui in a third uh, two-pack. Finally, there is... Uh, uh, what was known as the Cybertron Hero Set, which featured uh, Chrome Dome, Convoy, and Fortress Maximus. And that one actually had a resurgence in the late 90s. I think there was a big warehouse find of those uh, because those were available uh, pretty regularly uh, on eBay and at conventions uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And these all feature transforming versions of their uh, larger toys, uh, scaled down a bit, and uh, are all kind of scaled to each other at about, like, I don't know, five or six inches. Now, one more uh, piece of merchandise to talk about are the uh, super hybrid model uh, kits. These were uh, uh, vinyl figures produced by Takara in 1987, and it was a canceled line, and it featured uh, Rodimus Convoy, uh, Galvatron, and what would have been the first released 
uh, G1 version of RC. Uh, they weren't released, but they were used as lottery prizes for a number of magazines. So versions of these toys did eventually make it out to the general public. Now, the reason for this cancellation, at least uh, as was discussed in the fandom in the 90s, was that a lot of the uh, stock had uh, melted while in the warehouse, uh, while Japanese uh, shops had refused to put in orders and uh, the distributors were waiting to move them. Now, while Rodimus and RC never got official releases, though uh, they do crop up on the secondhand market every so often. Uh, Galvatron did get a release as an exclusive to Bakan Japan in 1997. And uh, both a version of Galvatron uh, normal and then what they would call his lava bath version, uh, as well as a uh, different color version uh, sold over the Bakan Japan website were available. So there's actually three versions of the super hybrid model Galvatron. And finally, that takes us to a line that often gets confused for decoys, and that is a, a line called Forms Robo. And very similar to uh, decoys, uh, they were uh, individually bagged little soft rubber figures uh, made up of 10 characters from, uh, not all from 1987, some carried over from 1986 in, in Transformers 2010. And they are uh, roughly twice the size of a typical decoy figure. So they're about three inches tall. And uh, the characters that made into this group were uh, Bruticus, uh, Dinosaur, uh, a.k.a. Trypticon, Galvatron, uh, Guardian, a.k.a. Defensor, Menasaur, Metroplex, or Metroflex if you're in Japan, uh, Predaking, Rodimus Convoy, Superion, and Ultra Magnus. So it's kind of neat that they had uh, larger decoys for some of the uh, combiner figures that would actually scale pretty well with your uh, U.S. decoys. Uh, so uh, those I've seen around uh, fairly regularly, actually. So uh, those aren't terribly hard to come by. Uh, so if that's something that piques your interest, uh, you should definitely hunt them down. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And that will wrap things up for this episode of Transformers University. Now, if you like staying in Japan, then I want to encourage you to head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tfuinfo. That's patreon.com slash tfuinfo. I'm doing a special exclusive podcast for our patrons. So if you are a patron at the junior level and up, we are dropping, I am dropping, really, an exclusive uh, 
By the Numbers episode, if you're familiar with our By the Numbers episodes, uh, covering 1987 in Japan, there are some big differences. There's some things that are very much the same, but we'll also break down the differences in uh, functions uh, as translated, uh, as well as break down some of the neat exclusive characters to 1987. So uh, if you want to know a bit more about Artfire and Stepper or Sound Blaster uh, and how their numbers measure up, this is your chance to listen in and find out a bit more about that. And that is exclusive to our junior level and up patrons. Now, uh, if you want to stay here on the main show, that's fine. Uh, in about a week, we are going to drop another episode heading back to the UK as we talk about Marvel UK 125 as well as the tie-in with Action Force for a number of issues and that is uh, uh, the UK equivalent to G.I. Joe so we got another crossover with G.I. Joe coming right up uh, but this time across the pond in Europe so I hope you stick around with me and check out the show of course I want to thank you all for supporting the show for being a patron for being a listener uh, just downloading and hanging out for a little bit once again I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info. Until next time, see ya. Evil Destron Ninja Consultant. Evil Destron Ninja Consultant. Evil Destron Ninja Consultant. Consulting with ninjas. Submarine mode.